0: of passengers
1: dead or alive please stand by hey everybody out. welcome back to watch this podcast i'm alan
0: i'm ryan and i'm devin
1: and we're back talking about something that's not game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: that intro felt good guys that yeah. felt good
1: Yeah, it's been a while um at least since we recorded we did release a move one a few weeks ago that was pre-recorded but now we're back. We're doing this again for something that all comes stuff. out today of all days. So it's something I will be seeing probably Sunday. Or <sighs> I think I'm going to the movie Sunday, but I'm seeing something else completely. Well, that, that what that's are you fine. seeing? Uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, good because I'm going to see Godzilla tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, did I bury the lead? Sorry, guys. No, Mr. Hollywood. It's okay. We're talking about Godzilla today, um, but not the one that you think we're going to talk about. <laughs> not not the one that had. Um, Heisenberg in it for all the five minutes. No, we're
0: wow. going to talk about my favorite one. We're going
1: to talk about the one that had Ferris Bueller in it for all 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about 1998's Godzilla, directed by Roland Emmerich. Oh, boy. Yeah. We're going there.
2: So I didn't realize what else he did until I like looked this movie up.
1: Yeah, I know he did Stargate and he did Independence Day. Yeah. And... I don't know what happened between this and Independence Day, but... That's blasphemy.
0: I can't believe (laughs) either of you from some of the conversations I heard about. Arguably, they're all bad movies. They're just good bad movies. Stargate's not a bad movie. That's an excellent sci-fi film.
1: I'll give you Stargate. (coughs) Independence Day. I've never seen it. Independence Day on paper is a bad movie, but you have the performances from Jeff Goldblum, Will Smith, Bill Pullman, Judd Hirsch... um, everyone else is elevating that movie so that like a B, what would be a B movie is better cuz you've got well, that yeah. great cast. Eh, Godzilla has that. the cast of the Simpsons for some reason. <laughs> 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 There's does. two completely different levels of <laughs> talent there and I love the Simpsons but we'll get into it. Um okay. Let's so, do it. so technically i had seen this movie years ago like back when it first came out i saw this at the drive-ins and maybe here and there i saw clips on like tbs or something but -hmm. i haven't seen this movie from beginning to end since it first came out i remember seeing this at a drive-in with lost in space which is a whole nother can of worms of bad movies (laughs) like we're talking about like if i had to choose which one was my favorite of those two that night it's definitely godzilla (laughs) oh yeah oh absolutely um ryan's just like judging me right now
0: no i'm not <sighs> judging you because you're picking godzilla yeah. over yeah. the other one i'm just like i deal with this every time i talk I to somebody about this movie
1: i deal with this all the okay. time all and right. i'll get into that i'm so
0: excited yeah. to talk to you about this ryan i yeah.
1: cannot wait so Devin, what's your viewing history with godzilla had you seen it before
2: yeah, so I had first seen it when it came out when I was eight. And I don't know if you guys know about this me, but I or know this about me, but I was a very scared little child. I was scared of literally everything, and my dad would not let me see this movie because it was going to be too scary, and it would give me nightmares. And I wanted to see it so bad. So as a test to whether or not I'd be okay to watch this movie, he locked me in my grandma's basement with the lights off, and I had to stay there for 15 minutes and not run upstairs because I was so scared. <laughs> And after and only after I had done that was I allowed to go see the
0: movie.
1: And I did. It seems like a weird movie for the, the scared test to be on.
0: How old were you? Yeah. You? Eight. Uh, no, to me, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I just we had a little bit of therapy with you guys right now. Is, like,
1: this, is this the basement that I, I'm thinking of?
2: This is the basement that you're thinking of. Was Absolutely it finished
1: it then? No. Okay.
2: No, it wasn't it wasn't finished and it was like there were like weird things down there and we were told there was like a man who died in there and would haunt little kids who stayed there like sticks were sky high
0: for this. Yeah.
1: I I was thinking about that basement the other night um, cuz we were I was having a conversation about <laughs> from an
0: outsider this conversation which just went really weird just letting yeah. you both of I, you we, know. We were having oh, no. a conversation Have you about... seen 50 Shades of Grey?
1: That. <laughs> there was a one of those boxing dummies. Okay. Do you remember that bar I used oh, to have? Yeah. That was down there cuz okay. I got it from there. Um and I was thinking about that basement the other day cuz I always remember that's where we watched the video of Saddam Hussein being hung on New Year's. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, like, history was made in that basement. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that came up, but it did. I'm so
0: glad there's context to this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's it also where, that's
1: also where we I got you hooked on Lost, and we played. Yes, it is Star Wars. Battle that's where Fight. I watched all of Lost. Yes. Um, but yeah, it used to be cool. Ryan, how did you watch Godzilla the first time? Louis <laughs> Theater. Okay,
0: you have to understand. I was nice. born in '85. Yeah, so <laughs> I was a, a older. Obviously, I'm older than you guys, but still. So I mean, I was. <laughs> older than you guys plus up until this point like uh the early it's like the mid 90s was like the era of the sci-fi channel and discovery channel and the history channel and i don't know if it was a thing in the mid 90s but to me it was that sci-fi network after like seven eight o'clock at night would just play a, a Any Godzilla movie that whatever intern grabbed off the shelf and they put in the like VHS thing and they hit play for the channel. So, like, I remember. 10 11 12 like staying up late well not really late but you know like past seven or eight o'clock and watching like the english dubbed old japanese godzilla films and i thought they were the funniest things ever because i just got out of watching power rangers so i was like oh cool a guy in a suit i know that you know like i know how they did that and um at the same time, Discovery Channel had a show called Movie Magic where they actually talked about how they film stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was really interested in like how like the Japanese made films because of Godzilla. And then I heard that they were making a Godzilla movie. And it was gonna be like, you know, like the like the American Godzilla. And I went to go see it and as a nineteen ninety-eight, like a thirteen, thirteen, fourteen year old. This thing hit me right in the right spot. I'm like, this is great. This is a no, this is in no way the traditional Godzilla. But for me at that age, it was a perfect movie.
2: Yeah. For that age. I mean, I think we were the demographic. Like, I think it was made for us. Like I mean, eight, seven, eight, thirteen 13 year olds. I remember
1: they would sell, they sold toys for this like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah but and then they had the animated series that is the direct sequel to this that would be air on, i didn't see that it was on fox kids because i was still watching oh that my at God. that point because i think it was like Power Rangers zero zero or turbo it, yeah i remember it like it's one of those ones that i remember like i remember it a little bit more like godzilla was a good guy uh
2: did it have the kid with the remote that could call Godzilla with his remote control
0: whenever he wanted? Or was that another one based on the Japanese You one? might be thinking of, like, the 80s, 70s American cartoon Godzilla.
1: You also might I think thinking, I might be. You also might be thinking of Free Willy, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: you mean The Mummy, the animated series?
1: God, was that a thing? That was a thing. Oh,
2: wow. What,
1: it was what, awesome. One, one day we're just going to do a deep dive on animated series talk about, talk I'm about down. how beetlejuice is the best one
0: because batman, uh, batman
1: doesn't count we're not counting batman in this otherwise it's, oh no an, it's, a, it's, it's unfa- cheating it, it's an unfair fight right um, true it's cheating all right so how do we want to start talking about this movie because we can go two uh, ways we can go one way where we actually talk about the movie or we can go another way where we we start talking about the movie and then go into something completely different
2: isn't that what we always do
1: yeah but I'm Let's t- do that. Okay, this, you Why disappoint our fans? You, you're gonna like this. Okay, I'm fine with okay. that. Okay, yeah, So Matthew Broderick's <laughs> first th- scene in this movie takes place in Chernobyl. <gasps> and guess what we've been watching, everybody? Like the rest of the internet, we've been watching Chernobyl.
0: I sucked you guys in. I just want to make sure. I I'm was gonna, gonna watch did. it
1: from you, the get go. Well, I wasn't okay, until okay, Ryan.
0: Okay. okay.
1: I hook, line,
0: and single dude. I won't take full credit for you guys watching it then. Devin, yeah. yes. Alan, yes. nah. Then, not no, really. I, As
1: soon as I saw they did a mini like a commercial for it on like the second episode of Game of Thrones, like, oh yeah. shit. Like, I kind of want to see that now. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the finale, though. Yeah.
0: I yeah mean, me it's, too. It, the, oh, my God. I, ca- I cannot describe how much I love this show. And I it's like, I understand, but it's a mini-series. It can only be a mini-series. Yeah. Unless they want to drag the thing out and just follow these people's lives, how they lived, and that would just get tedious but i mean that yeah I, I can't wait for monday
1: yeah um that was really well done i like how they haven't like leaned into the russian accents mm-hmm. they talked yes. about it a lot on the podcast about why they didn't do that um i like that they have a official podcast for it like shows have done official podcasts before like loss was like the first one to do it where oh, um wow. damon lindelof and Carlton cues would just talk about like different things from that week's episode and then hmm. that would be it but this is the first one in a long time to actually have like an official podcast with like the creator and real talent behind it. Yeah. To like actually sit down and dissect each episode. another show that's doing that right now is the good place. Like they have a good place podcast I mean, where, um, the guy who plays the judge on the good place, he, yeah. ho- he hosts every episode that's awesome and they get like a bunch of different celebrities in there to talk about like the show and not about the show and just about different things See, i like Uh, that though but the
0: the one thing that i love about the podcast and what they're doing for the show like you said it's the writer director and you've got an excellent radio voice Mm -hmm. that's doing the interview regardless if you like peter sagal or not the guy has a great voice for radio is there anyone
1: out there who doesn't like peter sagal I, I don't, don't know who know. he I'm is. I'm just
0: saying that because I'm not going to assume that wait, everybody wait. loves him.
1: Don't tell me you don't know who Peter Seagal is.
0: <laughs> Alan, I don't know who Peter Seagal is. Wait, wait! Don't tell it, me.
1: It's an NPR sh- quiz show
0: that's been going on for like okay, ever.
1: It, it's a podcast. You need to download it. It's.
2: I'm aware of what NPR is, but I've never like interacted with okay. it anyway. You'll
1: like you'll like this one because it's a g- news game show. Paula Poundstone no. on it a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the scorekeeper is the voice of the narrator in Anchorman, the legend of Ron <gasps> Burgundy,
0: Bill oh, Curtis. Shit. And the reason why Bill Curtis is on the show is for the same reason. Well, the reason why Bill Curtis is on Anchorman is because of the history he has with radio.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. He, he's like an actual newsman in <clears throat> Chicago.
0: So well, who knows the scorekeeper? I guess I'll have something else to listen to on my drives to work.
1: You you do. i oh, um, believe
0: me, You'll love you'll love it. Yeah, it, it's fine. I'm sure I will.
1: Of all the NPR shows, it's the one that doesn't put me to sleep. <laughs> so
0: Good. They, no NPR shows put me to sleep, but that's a different story. Yeah. I'm weird. I'm
1: kidding. I like NPR. Um, but they won't get my money. <laughs>
0: oh, you got away with it,
2: Alan. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. So I think we all can recommend Chernobyl a lot. Chernobyl yes. is amazing. All right. So for you, you after the watch podcast, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: right. <laughs> I almost said your I'm, part, Ryan, by the way. I'm really holding back on my obsession about the show because I really want to talk about Godzilla. <laughs> okay,
1: that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Because I really
0: want to talk to you about Godzilla.
1: I, I just, yeah. we couldn't ad- address, we had to address the Chernobyl thing as soon as I saw it because I was like, we've been just messaging back and forth about this. You, Ryan invited us to like a meme group of just Chernobyl meme, memes. Oh my,
0: it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it
1: is. Um, I'm, also, I'm also still getting notifications from the, uh, Wait, wait. This isn't Flavor Town group that you've Oh, I to? love that group.
2: I love that group. There's there's so much angst in that group.
1: <laughs> I haven't joined it, but I still get the notifications that at some point I'm going to have to join. Which
0: you got it. They're delightful. Yeah. I only send invites to like meme groups and stuff like that if it's actually worth it. Yeah. So if I ever send you anything, just know that I have already told myself not to send you something 20 times already and that's the one that made the cut. Okay. So
1: okay so back to godzilla
0: yeah um but bean sock what what oh no there was a bean sock
2: today in the flavor town one and i am obsessed with it i don't know why they put beans in a sock and put it on a plate but i can't stop thinking about it guys
1: (laughs) i love how we try to transition back to godzilla and i refuse i saw that picture
0: too and it's very disturbing it's it's Whoa, an ankle What sock somebody All made right. baked beans and poured it into an ankle sock and <laughs> put it on a plate and called it on bean plate. socks what Please. do you do
2: what it's do you do if that's where thing. you're at
0: anyway godzilla okay, it's got to yes. be a boston thing <laughs> oh yeah bean
1: town bean town okay Ooh. red Sox. okay so godzilla let me go to my notes and see what i have for the opening because i feel okay. like i had something
0: I feel like you two should just get out what you want to say and then the, the and then I can just like hold everything back until the end and just flip out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would lo- no, I would actually love to just talk to you point by point about what okay. you love about it because I'll bet you the things you love are part of the things that I don't love, but I want to be I want my mind to be changed. I really okay.
1: do. Okay. So real quick before we get off the Chernobyl thing completely. So when uh Matthew Broderick is recruited by the military and the other doctors Yeah. The redhead doctor turns to him in 1998 and asks, so you were in Chernobyl or what was it? Like she doesn't know what Chernobyl is. (laughs) 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 Which after watching the miniseries, I'm like, how the hell do you not know what Chernobyl is?
0: Okay. So partly, and to be honest, there's a lot of people who don't, there's a lot of people. But she's a scientist. It doesn't. Okay. It depends what kind of scientist she is. She is Her character is primarily just weird animals because she brings up a dinosaur for what Godzilla could be. You know, some animal that died out in the late Cretaceous period or something. And then her sidekick goes, but where has it been hiding all this time? Like she's into like prehistoric prehistoric creatures. That's what she's looking for. He is a nuclear scientist. He's looking for, you know, he's in, they show him in Chernobyl studying the earthworms to see how the radiation affected them so of course he's going to look into this as a uh uh, of course he's going to look into this issue as being radioactive because why else would they hire him to you know be part of this group to like check and if she's not you know into that field or into that whole like thing then there is a very strong possibility that she might know the word Chernobyl. And to be honest, somebody at her age in 1998, depending on where her, depending on where she was in life, she might've heard about this as a blip on the news for like two days. Okay. And that was it.
1: All right. That's all I have for the opening.
2: I mean, I can say it. So hold on. Like, this is probably dumb question. Is Matthew Broderick just like a worm scientist?
0: No, he is a legit. Uh, he studies the effects of radiation on animals, on creatures. So he was studying the earthworms. Yes, because that's what he decided to pick on because they were in the ground. Being in the ground there, the, the radiation can only go so far. So that's not his
2: expertise is just worms. his
0: expertise is just radiation in general and the effects that it okay. causes on living creatures. So he is okay, a full-blown okay. like radiation like scientist, like he's a nu- he's a nuclear scientist.
1: He, he played That makes s- me
0: feel a little bit better about where he is with everything.
1: Yeah, he played <laughs> with some warheads when he was a kid and then just right. went to school for it. Um <laughs> made a War Games reference without ever seeing the movie. Go What?
2: Uh, yeah. Good for you. I haven't seen it yeah. either, though.
1: What? Yeah, that's going, that's going but on. But it's first. in Ready Player One,
2: so we basically know it.
1: No, you don't. <laughs> Shut. <up>. No. <laughs> the book, not the movie. If I could reach through. Not oh, right. even the book.
0: What's up? You've got to see the movie.
1: Well, that's why we have a podcast. Obviously. I know. I'm just it's on, uh, it's on. Write the that list. down. It, it's on the list. <laughs> okay. Written. So... All right. So we talked a little bit how about how Roland Emmerich did Independence Day and then this. And I think one of the biggest differences between these movies is they both have his style of here's we're going to introduce you to different groups of people and then slowly interconnect them. Like You're going to learn these connections slowly over the course of the movie. So by act two, most of your heroes are together and interacting. What, I think that's cool. What I found really jarring about this one was Matthew Broderick has the pictures of the reporter, which is fine. Like, that's how you, you would introduce her in, the, in, like, an Independence Day setting. And then they show her at the diner with Hank Azaria and his girlfriend. And she sees him on the TV. He's like, oh, that's my ex. Like, it was just very jarring to, for me to be taken out of it that that quickly, that yeah. abruptly. Because I like it, Roland Emmerich style when he does that. He does it in Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow. Even 2012, I'll give you credit that he did, did it there. And this one is just like, oh, no, we have to make sure that they everyone knows that these two characters that we're following are connected. And I, I just I wasn't a big fan of how he thought it. I thought it, I thought it flagged the
0: end too much. It was like, oh, it's going to be romantic tension. Yeah, I I. OK, so from from my point of view, mm-hmm. from how I watch movies and how I just let things just hit me and I just like just yeah. go with it wasn't jarring it just to me it just it felt like it doesn't fit
1: his style is what i'm trying to say like he has an established style in every other movie of his that i've seen multiple times from
0: somebody who had no idea that the director of godzilla made independence day until now it didn't stand out to me at all
1: yeah well (laughs) it it wouldn't because you don't you're not looking for his style it's not like it's not like if you didn't know that jj abrams directed um uh super eight but you saw the lens was like, oh, that's kind of like like in star trek but yeah and then you put the pieces together but like this yeah. is something like that
0: okay does that make sense so i'm kind of glad i didn't know that yeah that that but even still like to me it was just they're having a conversation and how many times have you guys like seen somebody you haven't seen in a while out of like the corner of your your eye and it takes you right out of what you were doing and i oh, feel yeah. I mean, like that's, that's believable it, I mean, and I, I feel like that jarring aspect fits with her.
1: I feel like they relied on news footage too much in this movie. And it, That's it, an
2: interesting criticism that I didn't think about.
1: It it's jarring in parts because at one point they're all in the tent. They, they bear with me. They use it too much for exposition. Like it's great for exposition here and there, but they use it too much, and it's jarring at the one part where they like we have this footage of the the survivors of the first wreck that the movie opens with and it's just the shot of the from the movie of the the old man saying Godzilla <laughs> like that's just right from the camera of the movie like it's so weird Cordero.
2: that part's a little weird <laughs>
1: that uh, that completely took me out of it cuz i'm like there's no camera there with jean Ren- rené like there's i, <laughs> I get that again See, we're I'm looking, fine at, we're looking at this through different lenses so. exactly
0: I'm I I am viewing this movie as somebody who has seen it probably over 50 times in my lifetime so far mm-hmm. like this is like I when this movie came out we got it on DVD that DVD got lost I bought it again with my own money and then, and then when I found it on Blu-ray I bought it on Blu-ray <laughs> how is it in Blu-ray it's amazing in Blu-ray
1: <laughs> Okay, so I feel like I should have led with this. I did not rent or I did not buy, I didn't spend any money to rewatch this for the podcast. Okay. I found it on the sci fi app. So I got to watch it edited for TV and formatted to fit my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's
0: amazing. Now I'm judging you for watching something that's been formatted to fit a TV screen.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But it wasn't even on my phone. I watched it on my TV. So I'll at least. Do I at least get credit for oh, that? No, it's better
0: than. That. It's formatted to for fit your TV, so no. I mean, I stopped buying anything that wasn't widescreen back in 2000. I mean, it
1: was still widescreen. Then how's it formatted what to your TV? What they about it? Yeah. I, mean, I I think it's just they they blow it up a little bit, so maybe I lose a little bit of the edges, but not much. It's not like panning. Well, then I don't
0: lead saying it's formatted for TV. Oh, no, that's it's more, still widescreen. It it's
1: what it said. It was edited and formatted. They, they, they haven't changed that. They don't really edit it that much. Oh, I've seen. Some I, stuff uh, they they have chose. no. I mean, like formatting, like formatting oh, yeah. wise, they don't really cut out that much. They'll cut out language like yipikia. Ma-
0: <laughs>
2: um, but, so we can all agree that Alan didn't get the optimal Godzilla experience on this one.
1: Okay, so <laughs> the the
0: <laughs> well,
1: okay, what is the optimal Godzilla experience then?
2: You have to be eight and in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah
0: or 13 or just be me and being 33 and sitting down at home on my 60 or is it 60 inch i don't know how big it is but with my sound system and just watching that movie oh my god i love watching that movie
2: all right so i don't ever 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 want this episode to turn into alan and ryan or devin and ryan devin and alan attack ryan at all i don't i want to be middle ground here between both of you guys because i don't i'm not offended by this movie This movie makes silly choices that fit with the 90s i it's campy to me and i love it for its camp but it's not my favorite movie
1: i I, i'm just gonna go ahead and and state
2: my position right now
1: i agree it is campy to hell and part of that campiness for the 90s is having the simpsons cast in there yeah um brian when you were eight did you know that they that hank azaria and harry Shearer were the simpsons no okay
0: you, look, I don't look, think okay, I did either. Look, look. So, here's here's the thing. And this have this this is actually a good topic to bring this up. Where you and me differ on a lot of things is when movies like this come up. Mm-hmm. Is because like you, the director's name comes up at the start of the movie, so mm-hmm. you automatically know just by the name yeah. what they've done. You know what you're looking for. You're like, great, this person likes to do this. I love that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. look for this. I see those names and I just completely ignore them because I can't put a face to it. And let alone what other movies they have when it comes to seeing actors, like, and my wife is kind of like you in this aspect. Um, like I see an actor and I just, just go with it. Like, it doesn't matter if they've been typecast their entire career as a comedian. And then, and then all of a sudden they're in this, like, you know, Oscar nominee movie for being like, uh, uh, for, uh, for, uh, like the drama category. Like I just let these things come at me and I just take them how they are. So when it comes to the aspect of like how the movie was against his other films, like that really didn't, I didn't notice any of that, but I think that's where a lot of our differences. come from.
1: I think part of it is too, that I've seen independence day so much. I watch it at least once a year on July 4th. So that's one of my top 25 movies of all time.
0: Uh, I burned. So, <laughs> I burned through two VHS tapes of Independence yeah. Day
1: um, <laughs> as a kid. But sin- even like in the last few years, just going back and rewatching, like, why do I enjoy this so much? And picking up on the little things about yeah. that story that that make me like figuring out why I like it so much. Like analyzing that movie from like a different angle than when I was growing up. Like I pick yeah. up on the things that Roland Emmerich did, and I put together like, yeah. oh yeah, he does that again and Day After Tomorrow, and. 2012 and yeah. not in an Independence Day Resurgence, um, which I will say, uh, if I had to choose between Independence Day Resurgence and Godzilla, I will choose Godzilla. Okay. so <laughs> Really? Oh, God. Have you seen Independence Day Resurgence?
2: <laughs> yes. I wasn't that offended by it
1: as a fan of independence day, I was <laughs> not <laughs> oh. not right away. It took some time for me to, I was like kind of in denial about how bad it was. He was
0: a fan yeah. at first. And I, I knew it was denial. I knew it was, oh, I know. Did you have
2: to watch it again to like get it?
1: I have not watched it again.
2: You've just been like ruminating on it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to wait. It the Will Smith t- picture. Oh God. I forgot about that.
2: Oh, that was my like least favorite part.
1: uh
0: well, Okay, back to the new Zealand. yes yes back to this for me for that movie when the first time i saw it that was the first time i ever saw a movie actually do that um but i think if i remember correctly i think they only do it like three times
2: i forget how many times
0: because they do it when the story breaks that uh about godzilla having eggs Um, they do it again.
1: When they, when they do it from Madison Square Garden, it makes sense for the plot. Well, yeah. Because she's a reporter. Like there were just weird times where everyone gathers around the TV in a tent and it's like, is is this the best way you could get this across?
0: They, they, they only gather in a, in a, in a tent around a TV once. And then they do it in a living room and then, and then in the diner. (laughs) I'm so so proud of you.
1: But But the tent was a, the metaphor yes
0: the tent was a meeting but <laughs> anyway it to, to me i don't know like to me that fits especially for the 90s especially for how media was you would have in that type of a situation if anywhere of importance and for crying out loud half this movie takes place with people who work for a news network of course there's going to be tvs all over the place That's but true. anyway um you're going to have a tv especially if you have the tech there and you're going to have it on one of the very few channels that are going to be talking about it nonstop, just to make sure that you have an eyes and ears of like uh, um, of what's going on. So occasionally, you're going to have vital information or even just an easy way to move the story along to work on the TV. Because I mean, to be so to me, given that it's taking place in 1998, the movie is set in 1998. To me having all of that going on through the TV to move the storyline along to me, it works. Okay. And that's honestly one of the, that's honestly one of the reasons why I like it so much. The fact though, that they do use the video from the scene with the cook off the ship and he's going Kojira, Kojira, which they mess up to say Godzilla, which is something that, as a fan of Godzilla, as I've gotten older, I'm like, it's not Cordera. Why is she saying it's Cordera? It's Godzilla. You Stop do it. 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 But anyway, um, the uh, that is silly. Yeah. I'll give you one. That's... But they never show, like, they'll show him with the lighter and click. And, mm-hmm. But they do show one of the other Frenchmen walking in with a camera when they're coming into the room. They do show one of them holding a camera. But... But none of the but none of the other camera angles show where he went. And you have to watch this movie like 25 times to pick up on the fact that the guy's carrying a camera. Believe yeah. me, I know. <laughs> I didn't catch it. OK, <laughs> I'm proud.
1: The, the TV news footage thing is not the biggest thing that offended me in this movie. That's fine. The biggest thing that offended me in this movie is they keep doing title cards to establish where we are. So when we're in um, Chernobyl, it says Chernobyl ukraine yeah when we get to new york it doesn't say new york new york it says the city that never sleeps and i'm like oh no you gotta follow your own rules you can't just say the city that never sleeps. okay one of i didn't the, pick up on that okay,
0: one of the issues that this movie had when it first came out um and this is something that i had to deal with with people my own age and even older people who are related to the people who were my own age because everybody that I knew tried to make me not like this movie, mm-hmm. because they bring up the same things you guys are bringing up about it being like Aww. it wasn't a Godzilla film. This, this is this is it, the last it, thing that I
1: will it, bitch yeah. about. Yeah, no, 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 this, no, no. It's this fine. this it's fine. offended me. Yes. Yeah,
0: no. it, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but just in general, like I had people trying to get me to not like this movie because they didn't like it and they couldn't understand why anybody else would like it. Sure. But this, just like you said, it's campy. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest issues that this movie had with critics was, is this a camp? Is this supposed to be a comedy? Is this supposed to be a romance? Is this supposed to be a, a romantic comedy? A lot of people couldn't pin down what this movie was.
1: They, they asked and Roland me, I, Emmerich that yeah. question once, you know what his answer was? What? Yes. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious.
0: So I mean, to me, One of the reasons why I like this movie so much is the fact that I like campy movies. I love Demolition Man. You can't get campier than Demolition Man, for crying out loud. I love romantic comedies. I'll fully admit it. As long as it's done in the way that I like it, I like romantic comedies. Um, I also like just straight-up comedies. I like dark comedies. I like monster films. I like Godzilla. This movie takes a little bit of everything that I like and puts it together in one movie is it neat no is it a mess for about half of it but (laughs) i love it for it okay and that's why it's in my top 15.
1: one thing that you touched on was like the critic response to this yeah they responded to the critics in this movie as well did you know about this yeah i saw this part with the mayor and his assistant Mayor, Isn't Ebert? mayor called Ebert. Oh yeah, yeah, and his assistant Gene. Yeah, yeah, and he oh, looks like man. Roger Ebert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he yeah. looks like Gene Siskel. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, here's what IMDb has to say: This is in response to the duo giving negative reviews to Emmerich and Delvin's uh, earlier film Stargate and Independence Day. The film was also also co-opted the duo's trademark thumbs up, thumbs down gesture. At the very end when Gene Quicks ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was looking for that at the end I was like oh hey you did it You mm-hmm. did the thing
0: That's awesome I, I think You know what Th- That just makes them bickering Because I like I knew That there was some stuff in there about critics Because yeah. I remember reading some stuff a long time ago Back when like wiki first became a thing And I was trying to figure out what songs Were on the Godzilla soundtrack Because I lost it at We'll, one we'll point. get
1: into the Go- yeah, Godzilla yeah, soundtrack at some point Okay. I will get
0: into that, but um, I remember reading something about how like they had like a critic response within the movie. But at that point, anytime I saw the word critic and this movie, I stopped reading because I didn't care because I figured it was going to be like something trashing the film, and I didn't want to read it anymore. Sure. That makes that that makes their bickering even better.
1: So you've watched this twenty five times, and you're you're learning something.
0: Well, I mean, okay. So Aww. we have to understand critics is all part of the whole like movie thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I think this, why this all works is because you're from like the technical, like aspect of this. I'm coming at this as just a normal movie goer and fan.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, like I don't really watch football anymore, but I could still name you probably half the players in the league because it's sports. Please don't. And I'm not going to, (laughs) but because it's sports and yeah. that's my technical thing your thing is film so like you know who the directors are who the composers are like to me that would be like you know who the outfielders are who the managers are who y- who used to manage for such and such film like 30 years ago like that's you i
1: would be lucky to know which teams are in which cities when it comes to actual sports though yeah i it's, like um. i said we're coming from two different like viewpoints on this so So that's why this works real quick just to divert for one second before we started recording before devin joined us we were talking about the lonely islands visual poem on netflix have you seen is it it? good i just watched it i watched it tonight with anna it's right up ryan's alley There is a rap song where they rap they work into a rap every single baseball team yeah city and wow like like, it's fantastic
0: yeah. I, I, I really can't wait to watch this. I, I I was going through Netflix and I didn't even see it was Lonely Island. I didn't even see the image behind the word. All I saw was Bash Brothers. And the first thing came to mind I was like, oh, this has got to be something about Jose Canseco and, uh, uh, and Mark McGuire. This has to be. Yeah, because they so, did that, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, they did. But... Yeah. Um, so then, like, I went from, like, oh, Bash Brothers, and then I saw the visual. That was, like, Lonely Island, and then I saw the preview for it, and they were in their Oakland A's stuff, and they were, like, rapping to these, like, two women they brought back, and I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to see yeah. this.
1: It's fantastic. Oh, man. Another, another recommend. So Chernobyl and Bash Brothers on Netflix. Yeah. I um, can't wait. Yep, got to watch this. Okay. Um, so I want to get back to my question before that i asked a bit ago we never got to okay so being 2019 being that the show has been on for 30 years how do you guys feel seeing harry Shearer and hank azaria in this movie
2: i think i'm with ryan i don't think i caught that it was them
1: okay you didn't really yeah really not even hank azaria
2: no honestly i'm really bad at actors too okay i like Sometimes I'll do a lot of research after the movie and be like, oh my God, it was that guy. And then I'll pretend like I knew the whole time, but no, I'm really bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are the two big ones. There's a third one that I was going to get to, but if you guys didn't even.
0: For Hank area, like I, I, I I didn't start to realize who he was as an actor and started to become interested in in him as an actor until the night at the museum too when okay. he played, like, the, the pharaoh guy, like, the villain. And that's when my wife was like, oh, that's Hank Rosaria. And I was like, who? He's like, the birdcage, Hank Rosaria. Like,
1: See, that's what, I, that's what I go to, too. Like, it's so, as much as I, I picture yeah. The Simpsons, I also picture him in the short shorts from The Birdcage.
0: Yeah, so I was like, uh, uh, what other movie has he been in? And then she starts naming off movies. And I was like, oh, the guy from Godzilla, Animal. Like, that's how I know him. Well, that's because the first thing I went to. And I was like, oh, that's him now? Because I I, I always envisioned that actor looking like (laughs) Animal from 1998, not, (laughs) you know, the pharaoh's older brother who's, you know, close to being like 50. Yeah. So
1: out of all the actors on The Simpsons, he's had the most live action centric career.
0: He's good at physical comedy. Yeah. He's good at physical acting.
1: Devin, have you seen The Birdcage?
0: It's in pieces, never the whole thing oh that'd be a good one is that a good
1: one that might be a good one i don't know how that would hold up in 2019 we, we might have, i'll have to add that to the list
0: i wonder how that would hold up because i know the
2: premise like i saw and, it recently i feel like the premise would be up. real weird nowadays but like maybe it's maybe it holds up
1: i mean nathan lane's performance in that is fantastic no matter what day or age um really i just know
2: robin williams is in it like yeah. and i've seen yeah. him do like he does like a part where he like dances or something i've seen that part yeah
1: um yeah so hankazaria plays animal yeah harry Shear, who is the broadcaster who's the asshole he's um mm-hmm. he's mr burns on the simpsons oh i did not know oh that. really yeah he's mr burns he's smithers i'm trying to think who else he is off the top of my head those are the two, two big ones uh principal skinner
2: oh that's cool
1: um, and then his secretary who sees Godzilla go by the window when he's on the phone yeah. is Nancy Cartwright, who is Bart Simpson. Oh, sir. I
0: didn't catch sir, that. I think your story just walked by the window. I don't know. He I don't, turns. I knew that. are yeah. you talking about? The tail comes by.
1: I saw, like I, when I looked at this on IMDb for the podcast, I saw that Harry Shearer was in it and I forgot about that and I knew Hank Azaria uh, was in it, but I was not expecting that. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's Nancy Cartwright. Like that's fantastic. I was waiting for Yeardley Smith and um, everyone else to show up too, but
0: it Aww. never happened.
1: No. Cause you gotta figure nineteen ninety eight. The Simpsons boom was probably happening like just before they started pre production on this.
2: It had to have been because when was their big season, like their biggest season? It was like, like ninety six, ni- right?
1: Ninety so between ninety four and ninety six. I think. I don't know
0: about you guys, yeah. but bad press does a lot for anybody. The Simpsons had an episode in 1993 where they they got national news coverage because Bart turned around to an adult and said, who the hell are you? And that caused such controversy in 1993. Like, oh, like, you know, I remember my parents talking about if they were going to let me watch that episode that day and, you know, it, it, it was all over the news I'm going to say ninety four, ninety five was the Simpsons uh, big year. Hmm. So this was maybe like, this was like right at like the, you know, the, the, they were cruising on the highway at that point with that show. Like that's, they were, they were still in like the, their peak. Yeah. Of, like yeah. looking back,
1: that's still peak Simpsons years. Like that's yeah. right after Conan left. Yeah. That's right around the time of who shot Mr. Burns. Yeah. So, oh yeah.
0: Ooh, it was a good series.
1: Yeah. Still is. I haven't I need to g- go back and catch up on this past season, but a- as bad as the Simpsons has become, there's still like one or two jokes per episode that are just fantastic.
2: Oh shoot. All right, I'm not to catch up.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. coming soon Disney Plus. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much.
2: Oh, right.
1: Um All right. So let's let's talk a little bit about Matthew Broderick.
0: Uh. Okay, so Matthew Bodrick to me is one of my favorite actors. Okay, and this is kind of more of a recent thing. All right, is Just, this your favorite mm-hmm. role of his? Uh, actually, no. Actually, okay. no? it's really tough because I anything he's in, I I end, I end up really liking. And okay, like to me anything, I, I'm a '90s movie nerd. That's what I like. I like campy. I like '90s film style, sure. whatever. But I really like him in Producers. Oh, yeah. I really I like, like him in him this. For me. I really like him in War Games. I really like everything he's in. I really, really like. the One of the aspects of this film that sets his other roles apart is that this movie calls to his stage career. Not just... You know, because people, you know, the, the one thing about Ferris Bueller that uh, mm-hmm. there's a few interviews that you can find with the older actors um, from that show. The the principal, the guy mm-hmm. who played the principal in Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a interview with him on set that that they, they asked how it was working with him and he said oh yeah no it was it was great you know you can really tell that you know that he grew up doing stage plays because he shows up on time he knows his lines you know he can laugh something off and then in two seconds go back to being a straight face and character so even young he was good at what he did but they never called in any of his films to the fact that he is a terrific stage play actor Okay. And they did this in the first scene of this movie with him, with him singing, singing in the rain, because he did a stage. He did that role on Broadway, did he? on Broadway. He did singing in the rain on Broadway before this movie came out. And the fact that they had him singing, singing in the rain was amazing, because even back so it was then, the I knew written that. For
1: him? It was. They wrote yeah. the screenplay for he signed on to this before there was a screenplay.
0: Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Him.
2: You can
1: tell because they really do like lean into his. He he gives a great performance in this. I I will give you that. Um, he's not the problem with this movie that I have. No, he's great. Like I love Matthew Broderick and everything. Um, maybe not on the Connors this year. He had a really weird oral. Um, really? Yeah, Matthew Broderick had a really good run of movies like around this time that I was looking at. So, what was it? I know it was. (laughs) was, Viking. Well, Lion King was 94 and then Inspector Gadget was there. Um, So, yeah, it was Godzilla. Uh, Cable Guy was in 96. Uh, Some other smaller ones in there. Infinity, Addicted to Love, Godzilla, Lion King 2, Election, which I have only heard good things about. And then Inspector Gadget. No, and then the live action Music Man from 2003, which was straight to TV. Oh,
0: yeah, that
2: was a really good one.
1: Yeah. So yeah, he's a he's a really good song and dance man.
0: Yeah, and and the fact that they did that in this film, like to start it Just off.
1: Doesn't he he's, I saw in the IMDb trivia that he sings Duncan Shane at some point in an elevator. Is that a thing? Really? I missed it. In an elevator? Yeah, like an elevator scene, like the scene the music's playing, like Donka Shane. Huh. I don't know. I, IMDB could be lying to me. Okay. I, could, I
0: got it. That might be a deleted scene or okay. something.
1: All right so we we, we've got to hurry this along oh yeah okay so what do we think of the more dinosaur like godzilla design when it
2: first came out i loved it i thought it was the coolest design ever then growing up and seeing other godzillas i don't i almost don't categorize as a godzilla like he's just a fun monster and i think that's what he is
1: the godzilla fan I, i learned this looking at some trivia the godzilla fan community calls this movie know godzilla in name only <laughs> weird yeah um we can see it we, i can see why because th- he doesn't look like well, the typical godzilla that's because they completely changed his origin well see, yeah it's the American. yeah i want to talk about version. that
0: well, well well i mean it, it's not just the americanized version like it's completely changed yeah the original godzilla is just supposed to be a beast Just a giant lizard looking thing that comes out of the sea because Godzilla is originally supposed to be a stand in for a nuclear bomb because the because the the Japanese, even up until not that long ago or at some point, um, their media was very um, censored. Um, and very controlled. So any movie that anybody wanted to make about the horrors of dealing with the the, the two nuclear bombs that we dropped in their country, they couldn't make. So Godzilla was a stand-in for that. So his background is just, it's radiation, it's nuclear. That's where Godzilla Mm -hmm. came from. What they did different in this one was that the Polynesian Islands got nuked over and over and over again during testing by the French government the radiation in its thing um, genetically changed uh, an iguana. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where you get the 1998 Godzilla. Because if you look at its face, if you look at its body, if you look at how it swam in the Hudson, Mm. it's a giant 500, 400 foot iguana with T-Rex legs. And So being the Godzilla fan, like I will totally admit that this is completely off the mark for what Godzilla is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's 1998. It's an American made film. It's got Matthew Broderick in it. I'm not going to try to I'm not going to take this that seriously. Let us
1: not forget Jurassic Park made Bank.
0: Yes, it did.
2: Oh, yeah, it did. So well, and, and here's the thing is, I think if the design was Big Iguana, they friggin nailed it. Like, yeah. I think this is the best version of giant iguana they could have ever done.
1: <laughs> okay. Best so, version of Godzilla? Eh. So going off of the allegory for nuclear bomb. Yeah. I think that they kind of twisted that for the American version a little bit. And here, yeah. bear with me, because I've got, I've got a theory that just came up while you were talking. So whereas oh the Japanese Godzilla is for the bomb. Yeah. Is this Godzilla just about radiation? Because they have this, it contained in Madison Square Garden. and they have to stop it from spreading because if it spreads it's going to get out of control and devour everything yeah so is that maybe what they were going for am i reading too much into this no no no
0: no no, no. because honestly that fits because with the japanese they were talking about the fallout of dealing with having those bombs dropped and dealing with that massive power and the destruction and the cleanup and everything else on our end of it We dropped the bombs. That means we were playing with the crap. We were testing it. We were turning this thing into power. We were, you know, dropping it on islands to see how big the explosions could be. So for us, the Godzilla they had in this movie is more about the fallout of our culture dealing with that aspect of it on the reverse end.
1: I I think I just did a complete 180 on this movie because if you're talking about radiation and its dangers, of course it makes sense to put Mr. Burns and uh, Pooh in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i'm not wrong like i think i just did a what if this movie is everything. as
2: brilliant as you think it is now
1: it might and be. we're just
0: all missing it
1: i might have to tweet at roland emmerich later and see, see what's going it. on oh my see. god i'll love
0: it do it see see this is one of those things where it's like even though yeah just now we're talking about this and talking about the reverse aspect of it like godzilla is Like I said it's a stand-in for the a-bomb it's a stand-in for for the destruction the difference between our godzilla and japan's godzilla is our godzilla is asexual and lays eggs and lays hundreds of thousands of well not hundreds of thousands but thousands of eggs and if you think about how radiation works when when you become uh uh irradiated you become radioactive yourself and then you spread that radiation so you know this let's say godzilla a you know or God, iguana A goes on to <laughs> uh, uh, goes into New York, lays 700 eggs. Those 700 eggs, New York has now become irradiated. Now it's going to radiate, and then you have those little guys go off anywhere, and then and then of course, and then you know the next thing you know, uh, Jersey C- City, um, uh, Jersey City, Queens, and the Bronx they're going to become irradiated Mm -hmm. and they're going to start spreading things out. It's a weird
1: CGI puppet combo combination of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I
2: get it. (laughs) I can buy into that. Um, Well, shit, this might be really deep now. Yeah. Good theory. Or we
0: just made it deep.
2: (laughs) We We did. Um, Or did we make it the right amount of deep?
1: (laughs) um, Yeah. Okay. So what else do we want to talk about?
0: Devin, I mean, anything like, else you want to bring up?
1: I mean, here's the thing: is there so much like little
2: stupid stuff I could bring up that everyone's already done to death? Yeah. Like when I rewatched the movie, I was like, "Oh, that lighter looks like it's translating them. Why can the lighter?" And then I like did cursory Google search, and everyone's like, "Oh, the lighter looks like it translates things." It's like I don't want to bring up looks stuff like, like a that. What? Like the lighter, whenever like whenever that old man's in bed. And he, like, doesn't understand them. And then Guy pulls out the lighter and holds it to his face. He, like, suddenly can understand him.
1: Yeah, that, that's weird. Like, I think
2: I think CinemaSins even does something on that, too. Like, it's, like, the first thing anyone brings up is, like, why is the lighter translating?
0: But, like, I, the, I don't if, think he was. I think, okay. if you're in,
1: I think that's just weird placement of subtitles. I
0: think that's people not. Un- yeah. Devin, no offense towards you, but I think that's people no. not understanding language. Because here, right? That's the thing. He's gibbering. Okay, okay. He's gibbering. Yeah. Okay, the old man's gibbering, and then he's like, "Okay, what did you see?" And if I'm gonna have, if I go through something like that, and I have a bunch of people speaking a language that I don't understand, and all, and all of you know, and I'm, and I've been through a traumatic event, and somebody says something and puts a lighter in my face and is waving it back and forth, and my eyes are on it. Uh, dog, 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 dog did it. A dog did it. And him saying mm-hmm. Godzilla, 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 or whatever they want it to be, then to me that's just him saying the thing's name. Calms your brain down. So that to I mean, me, like that whole thing, like uh, this is, at that point, this is where I feel like people pick, like people find a movie they don't right. like and they just pick it to death. I mean, Even like, things that they well, normally the thing, wouldn't is, bring up is yep.
2: if you're gonna complain about stuff like that, you're missing the point of it.
0: Like yeah.
2: it, the point of it isn't the silly lighter scene. The point of it isn't the overly sexist boss guy. Like the point of it isn't like. <laughs> totopolis or that's a lot of fish because like sure <laughs> those lines could have been delivered or written better
1: but like oh but i love what those this lines. movie is to anyone this movie is your summer lines. blockbuster from the 90s
2: it is and I thought it was great I was on board the hype train yeah I loved it and then watching it again I went wow this is very 90s I didn't have a visceral negative reaction to it it was just super 90s yeah
1: probably on the the worst end of a 90s thing but for the 90s that's still kind of fun like there's still fun that be had in this movie
2: oh yeah here's the thing is i rewatched the matrix recently it's ru- it's a rough watch now yeah, I, like, I i can't, I can't get, get through the matrix anymore oh, i tried really?
0: watching it a couple days ago i can't do it
2: oh wow i yeah, can't get through it that used to be the pinnacle of the 90s for me of like good like action and movie, was the movie
0: that made me feel smarter than my friends
1: at that point have you because guys, i understood it have you guys <laughs> heard the theory yeah. that that's an allegory for being transsexual what yeah, because both of Wachowski's have gone through gender transitions. Go back and rewatch The Matrix through that that telescope.
0: That's oh my it. god! Well, that's that's Trinity's character. I knew that since yeah. the first time I saw it because of that oh, little really? line. It was like I thought you were a guy. Yeah, most guys do, but it's a female. Yeah. I got the whole transgender thing straight up because The Matrix, you could be a male or female in your tub and then The Matrix just makes you the other sex and then you spend your entire life it, inside The Matrix going, Man. I don't feel right. Yeah. Holy shit. But anyway, wow, all right. <laughs> 90s movies. Funds. Deeper no. than we thought. So backtracking, backtracking, yeah.
1: And Independence Day is really just about aliens invading and blowing shit up. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no allegories there, no. Okay,
1: so real quick before we wrap this up, yeah. I admitted that I watched this over two nights because I I fell I was falling asleep and had to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I am confused as to what the French were doing there. Can okay, real quick, yeah. one minute explain will what notice. they were there for.
0: Okay, the the. The French government was testing their nuclear bombs in the French Polynesian Islands. Okay. They are a special ops crew that are sent out by France to clean up French's the the, the French's uh France's mess. This Godzilla thing came from the French Polynesian Islands. Okay. So they are there and and you probably missed the scene where they kidnap him, where they kidnap Brendan Fraser's character in the taxi cab and take him to the warehouse and he explains all of this.
1: Matthew Broderick, but this movie is so much better with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> oh my god, I was like, I miss Brendan Fraser in this, this movie. Is,
0: this is, okay, so...
1: No, you just I'm made... Not
0: like, a, that, I'm not a... perfect I, No, category. I loved it. So, so anyway... I, I
1: would maybe go with Brendan Fraser as Animal, though. Like that would be better. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't think the scene of him almost getting crushed by Godzilla's foot would be any better.
1: I think him running across the cars would be more realistic. <laughs>
0: yes also okay so that. anyway yeah so they're they are there to clean up their government's okay. mess to make sure that it doesn't get out that they're the reason for this thing happening which this all leads to my favorite line in the whole movie where animal goes who are these guys and he looks over and goes they're french <laughs> <laughs> They're from France. <laughs> <a good> <laughs> That's my favorite line of the whole movie. <laughs> it's just very obvious. Where'd you meet these guys? Like they're from France. Yeah. <laughs> French. But so, but yeah, no, th- 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 they're there to clean up the mess. Okay.
1: All right. Any final thoughts on Godzilla? The soundtrack was amazing. Oh yeah. We need to talk. Oh, oh yeah.
0: Soundtrack. We need to talk about the soundtrack. I'm not, I'm not letting this go. Okay. <laughs> okay. No so this soundtrack was one of the albums that basically like molded me into what I like to listen to now. So I'm just going to go through some of the, uh, the tracks. Wallflowers, Song Heroes. Puff Daddy featuring Jimmy Page. Come With Me. Um, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, no Shelter uh two 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 ben's
1: ben folds five
0: yeah ben's ben's fold
1: fives uh Fuel, air F- F- foo fighters green day no, no no green day featuring godzilla yeah oh it, i didn't even it doesn't have that listed on mine but godzilla oh makes, that's yeah. my favorite yeah.
2: listing
0: on that soundtrack yeah because i mean brain Stew in itself is an amazing song But the first version of Brain Stew that I heard from Green Day was this one. So I always thought that the Godzilla war was part of the song. (laughs)
2: That's awesome.
0: And then, of course, Silver Chair and Fuzz Bubble and just the just this this album is full of alternative. Nineties rock. And then you've got. Puff Daddy and a few other people in here that just kind of round out the edges. And this is this to me is like the pinnacle of 90s movie soundtrack.
1: Yeah, this is pretty good. I didn't realize that the Wallflowers did a cover of David Bowie's Heroes. So I am totally listening to that.
0: What you need to do is watch the music video for this, too, because this because this album came out in the heyday of MTV like telling basically telling like these record companies what songs they wanted videos for. Oh, that's cool. And so that led to the movie studios putting money in, uh, putting money into making music videos with bands for the movies. So this started the whole thing of like having like, um, let's say eventually they had, uh, uh, Oh my God. Batman in the Kiss from a Rose song. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. n- not even that. Like for... Um,
1: I mean, that was before this. So no. that was before
0: this. But still, like uh, you had... Well, like here, the, the, the Wallflowers thing. Mm-hmm. They're singing mm-hmm. in an apartment building with the Godzilla walking down the street and his girlfriend goes out to get food while Godzilla's walking around the city. That's in the music video. Um, you've got Limp Bizkit in... Um, the one, I forget the name of the movie, but there's like Mission seven, Impossible I'm, two? There's the, the, the Mission Impossible 2, where, you know, yes. that like this is part of that. This is in the pinnacle of that. So like oh, there's so man. much about this soundtrack that I absolutely love.
1: I, I definitely need to give this one a listen. Um, one, my favorite soundtrack of all time is still Spider-Man 2. Like that one had, like that. Does that one have hero in it? No, that's Spider-Man 1. Uh, yeah, one, but it should have hero in it. That it makes should. it better. I mean, I still put it on my playlist when I was playing spider man two on p s two so oh, that's awesome um,
0: okay, oh, um, real quick, it went platinum in okay. the u s it went platinum it? in Japan, and it went three times platinum in Canada.
1: Wow as much as people that's people amazing ha- as much as people hate on this movie i I hear a lot of people talking up the soundtrack like people love the soundtrack mm-hmm. so. At least it has that going forward <laughs> in general. Like that's, uh, something, like that's, yeah. not, that's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, like no, no, a great no, yeah. soundtrack no. is very impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen yeah. movies that are, are fantastic and have horrible soundtracks. Yeah,
0: and that and that's one of the things where like I, I feel like this movie is 90s. Like yeah. It is a true 90s, just campy, monster action film. It's got a great soundtrack to round that out. The reason why people hate this thing a lot of people hate this thing is because Godzilla is not a Godzilla in this. They screw up his origin story, but they just change it to fit what they want it to do. And it's not a traditional Godzilla film. It's not. It ends differently. It begins differently. The yeah. storyline's different. But at the same time, it's the nineties and it's an American film and I it it's fun for me. That's it's it's in my yeah. top fifteen.
1: Okay. So Good. wrapping this up, uh Godzilla King of the monsters comes out this weekend. I cannot wait. Uh, you guys <laughs> I can't seen, wait either. Have you guys seen any of the reviews for this one?
2: I think, and I saw one and I think it gave it like a seven or eight out of 10. Yeah.
1: A lot of the reviews I'm seeing are complaining that the movie focuses too much on monster fights and not enough on the people. It's a Godzilla that's film. I Screw I them. Yeah. Screw that. Okay. That's the only response I've been seeing to that, that, that critique is that's what we want to see. Like, come on, that, let Good. them, let them fight. Like that's the Please. motto of the first movie. Let them fight. So
0: that's honestly what held the first Godzilla film that they made recently. Like I love that movie. But that's the one thing that really held that movie back. Like they kept on making the fight thing to be something to be teased they at throughout the, the movie. They like, say for the end. From,
1: they cut away from it at one point and then just show you the aftermath. And exactly. Like, I liked that. I liked how they did that, but at the same time, like, oh, I just wanted to see that. If
0: if it was any other giant monster film any other giant monster film, that would have been perfect. But it's yeah. a Godzilla
1: movie. It was Godzilla, exactly. I still, I still can't get over the fact that um, <clears throat> Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen played husband and wife in that movie. And then the next year were brother and sister in Age of Ultron. How nah. weird. I didn't even
2: think
0: about that. Yeah, no, but they yeah. really didn't do any husband and wife stuff, though. That's the thing. S-
1: still, like I knew that, that yeah. I had seen Winter Soldier before this, which is where they get their cameo in the Post credit scene, so I knew they were brother and sister. Like this yeah. is weird. Like I'm not yeah. watching. Like Game of Thrones is not what I'm expecting to see, but I can't. Get
0: again, this um, is where me not caring about what yeah. other roles actors have played.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I this one's got this new one's got a great cast in it. Um, yeah, it does. I was kind of hoping it would show at the drive-ins this weekend, but they're showing Aladdin again. um But I'm probably going to go. Aladdin see, was fun. I'm probably going to go see Rocket Man this weekend. So oh, good um so we'll be able to talk about that next week when Devin and i watch i guess you're making us watch two movies in a row um technically all right with it technically technically um it's okay because i made you guys watch a few in a row um next week we're gonna be talking about bohemian rhapsody the other the other most recent musical biopic
2: i can't wait i want to see this one for a long time
1: yeah me too so yeah tune in for that next week For you have to watch this podcast. I'm wait. Do we have any other final thoughts? Anything else?
0: Not really. Okay.
1: Devin, anything? (laughs) Tetopoulos.
0: Tetopoulos.
1: Tetopoulos. It's
0: (laughs) It's Tetopoulos. I love that running joke. It's the best (laughs) thing ever. Because it's not even a hard name (laughs) to pronounce. We're crying out loud.
1: Yeah, I know. All right. For you have to watch this podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. See you next week.